0: Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info at or by clicking the share your story tab on the church center app. Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that by clicking the giving link located in the description below this video online at fellowshipgj.com or if you're a member here at Fellowship Church, you can give through our Church Center app. This will help us continue to bring our message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thank you for joining us and enjoy today's service.
1: Well, good morning, church family. Are you excited about what God can do in this place today? Yeah, yeah, I am expecting, I'm expecting God to do great things in this place. I hope you come in expecting, I hope you're expecting God to move in your home online right now. Maybe you're watching this later in your car. God can move in your car right now. And I believe that God wants to do some work in this place today. So in fact, I'm going to, we're going to switch some things up today. I know you're expecting some worship and stuff like that right off the bat, but no, you get me first. So... uh We're gonna do things a little bit different today. So what I want is I I need some participation. I need some help today. So would you turn to your neighbor and say, Hey, neighbor, I'm expecting God to show up today. Okay, now do this. Now now turn to the other neighbor, the one you ignored. I don't know why you did that. That was rude. That's between you and them. Tell them, say, Hey, you're actually my favorite. Yeah, we don't want anyone to feel left out here, we don't. So I want everyone that can hear my voice. If you're out in the lobby, come on in, grab a seat. We're going to do things a little bit different. But while you're getting settled in, get expected for what God is going to do in each of our lives today. We had a powerful first service. God really showed and moved up and, and moved in this place. And I really believe that he wants to do the same thing. While you're getting ready, here's a couple things that we would just want to make sure you're aware of that are taking place um, in our church right now. Check this out.
2: Hey, church family, can you believe Super Kids Conference is right around the corner, July 18th through the 20th, and we're full. God has blessed us with so many 2nd through 5th grade kids that are going to come and be a part of our conference here at Fellowship Church. Now, for those of you that have registered kids, make sure that you have them here Sunday the 18th at 10 a.m. Register them in the 4640 lobby, and that they will be set for this schedule coming up. If you're a guest or a visitor here at Fellowship, we'd love to have a record of you being here. It's so easy to register. All you have to do is take out your smartphone, type the word fellowship to 94000. When you do that, you'll get some more information about our church as well as get connected with one of our staff. This morning, we're gonna start off with worship but worship and giving of our tithes and our offerings. Now, it's interesting, but for a parent, there's something about seeing our kids blessed that blesses our hearts. And for my kids, I mean, I look at their lives and I go, wow, you're so blessed. God is just taking care of you and making provision in your life in such incredible ways. But you know what? That just didn't come about by accident. I remember, uh, and my daughter was actually reminding me of this story the other day, where she got her first paycheck and I remember uh, picking up and saying, okay, you got your check. Now you're coming with me. And so she came in my car and we came to the church and uh, we came in the lobby door and we went back and we got a tithe envelope. And I showed her, I said, now this is how you figure what you need to give to the Lord. And so I showed her, I said, 10% of what your gross income was, because of course the kids, they don't know the difference between gross and net. That is what goes to the heavenly father. That's what the scripture says is God's. And so we want to take that 10% and we want to give it to the Lord. So I showed her how to fill out her little check, showed her how to put it in the tithe envelope, and then she put it in her offering box. And she has consistently given ever since. And as a result of that, she's so blessed. It is crazy how blessed she is. And it's because of that sowing seed into fertile soil. And I hope you're ready to give this morning. Um, As you do, there's many different options in how you can give here at Fellowship. Of course, you can, if you're here with us in the service, you can drop that offering off in one of of our boxes, you can send it to our address here at 76524 Road, or you can give using the Church Center app or online. So before you give this morning, let me say a prayer of blessing over you. Lord, we love you. And we do recognize that every good and perfect gift comes from you. And Lord, I, I thank you that you want to bless us. I thank you, Lord God, that you love us so much that you want to see us prosper. And Lord, I thank you that you've given us a way to be able to give back to you. And so, Lord, now as we give with our tithes and our offerings, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you would bless us like only you can. I pray that everything that would come in would be sufficient for your church's needs. And I pray, Lord God, that you would just bless us, unlock the the promises of Malachi into our lives. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you as you give. Also, coming up August 8th, we have a baptismal service. Now, before we had scheduled this on August 1st, but we've moved it just one week later, I would love to have you come and be a part of this. It happens in between our normal services on Sunday in the uh, 4640 Auditorium at 10 a.m. And it's such a cool environment because we have this pool that's right in the middle of the auditorium, and we allow the family members to come, come forward and actually be poolside as the pastor baptizes you or your loved one. Now, if you've not followed the Lord in scriptural baptism, this is the time for you to do so. Also, maybe you were sprinkled as a child or you were baptized really young and you don't remember it. We have people all the time that want to come forward and just say, look, I don't remember that that, that, and I want it to be special, so would you mind baptizing me? super easy to get signed up. Go into the lobby, go to the west end of the lobby, and you'll notice a special booth with a baptismal sign on it. Just go. Give us your information. We'd love to have you be a part of this special service. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for being a part of Fellowship Church. Now enjoy the rest of the service.
1: Well, like I mentioned just a moment ago, we're doing things a little bit different this morning. So you might've come in expecting worship, but right now uh, I I just want to dive right into scripture uh, because God has laid something on my heart that I believe is timely for our church. I know it's timely for me right now. And uh, I, I really hope and pray that it can be an encouragement for you. So if you're ready to dive into scripture, somebody say, hey! Yeah, I need you with me today because uh, I'm just going to go ahead and call out the elephant in the room. There are people that show up late to a worship service cuz they're skipping a little bit of worship and today is going to be really awkward for them. Okay? So just don't act like you didn't even see it, just keep smiling, look straight forward right when they're coming in and sitting down, um, but, because I believe God is going to move in this place today, and I want to start off looking in Luke 22, where there's a conversation taking place between Jesus and Simon Peter. And this is right before the, the betrayal and crucifixion of Jesus, and, and, and Jesus is talking to Simon, and, and I think some of you are going to remember this, but I want to I focus on it for a little bit. He says this, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you as we, verse 32, but I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. Love that Jesus prays for us. I love that he's pleading for us. So, so when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. Verse thirty-three. Peter said, "Lord, I am ready to go to prison with you, to, and even die with you." So he said, "Like I'm your ride or die, Jesus. I got you. I'm there with you. No matter what, nobody's taking me out. I'm. T- I got your back." Right, that's the type of talker that Simon is. Like, no matter what, like, I don't know what these other jokers are doing, but I got your back. I'm, I'm going am be right there with you in the prison cell. But Jesus said, Peter, let me tell you something. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny three times that you even know me. What is Jesus saying to him? He's like, I know your heart, I know your intentions, but Peter, you're a big talker. Does anyone here know a big talker? It's like, they're always like, they, they, they got your back. They, they're gonna be there. And that's what Peter's doing. He's like, I, I, I'm gonna be there. I'm they, like, they're gonna have to kill me before they get me to stop following you. It's like, by the end of the day, a little girl's like, hey, I think I know you. Aren't you with Jesus? And he's like, he's cussing out a little girl, going, I don't know him. I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, yeah, you're real tough, Peter. Like big, big talker. How many of you know big talker? How many of you sitting next to a big talker right now? It's like, you know the type. It's like, you sign up for a 5K. you like, we're gonna run a race. And there's always that person that's like, yeah, hey, I'm gonna do that with you. I'm gonna sign, I'm gonna run. You're like, you sure do you even own running shoes? Like... Are you sure about this? You know that this is at 6 a.m., the one that comes in the morning time. Like, like, are you sure about that? And they're like, yeah, they're a big talker. I'm gonna be there. In fact, you're you're gonna be eating my dust. Like, all you're gonna see is like my back because I'm running away from you. You can't catch me, and you're like, Are you sure about that? And you just know they're a big talker, and then the day of the race rolls around. It's like 5:45 in the morning, and you get this text from them. And it's like, man, I think my dogs ate one of my shoes, and there's like fires in California, and it messes with my allergies and stuff like that. And then they're like, there's flooding in Mississippi and that has got my heart broken. So I'm like praying for people this morning. I don't know that I can come out and make the race. And you're like, yeah, because you're a big talker. And it's real easy to see that in other people, right? You can always point out, like, yeah, you're a big talker. You, you, you talk big. It's like, but it's, it, it, we don't want to admit that sometimes we're the one that, like, we make commitments and we're the big talker. We, we don't necessarily live up to our own expectations of what we expect from ourselves, right? Are you the big talker? Because, I mean, come on, let's be honest. The diet comes around every year, Right? No, oh, this year I got the diet. This is a, I, I got this thing. Like I'm doing it all out. I'm gonna lose that weight that I always talk about losing. So this year I'm doing it all. I'm doing Atkins, South Beach, Paleo, Slim Fast. I'm doing it all. I'm doing caveman milkshakes with kale smoothies and, and kale soup. And then like, I'm not eating donuts at all except for on weekdays, you know? And it's like, I'm taking this thing seriously now. And it's like, you start off really good And then just a couple days into it, you quit. Why? Because it gets hard. Because life gets hard. See, Peter, he had all the intentions to follow Jesus. He was like, Jesus, I'm gonna be there till the end. And then they're like, he realized, wait a minute, they're gonna kill him. That's hard, that's scary. He's like, I don't know about this anymore. This, This is hard, this is difficult. How many things have we agreed to that like, I, I wanna do good at this, but this is hard. It's like, I want, we prayed for kids. We wanted babies, it's like, and then God gave us babies. It's like, dear God, they're hard. It's like, we're crying out loud, and I thought they were hard when they were kids, and then I thought they were hard when they were toddlers, and then I thought they were hard when they were middle schoolers. It's like, good Lord, when does it ever get easier? Teenagers. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I don't know, because my parents still gripe about me, and I'm like turning 40 next week, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but it's like, we, we have the intentions to do things good, and listen, I'm not sitting here talking about just being a big talker and random things in life, but when it comes to our spiritual lives, we, we quit so many things, and we struggle with so many things, and we fail in so many areas, why? Because life is difficult. And I believe God wants to move in this place and it's going to take some transparency and it's going to have to take us being honest with ourselves and what's really going on. So I just want to ask you to be honest. How many of you would admit that in some area of your life, whether it be spiritual or physical or emotional, you have gone through an extremely hard and difficult season, or maybe you are in one right at this moment? I believe you are here for a reason and I believe that, that, that you're here because we all deal with difficult seasons and I, I believe God is speaking this to our church because so many of us are in this difficult season right now and you didn't realize it was gonna be this hard. So turn to your neighbor, look at him right now in the eyes. You might put this in the chat and tell them this is harder than I thought. This is harder than I thought. Marriage is harder than I thought. Having kids is harder than I thought. Holding a job is harder than I thought. I got the raise and the promotion, and that is harder. Than I thought. Would you pray with me right now and let's ask God to speak to us so this is not just some bald guy rambling up here, but the Holy Spirit speaking to each of us where we are individually. Heavenly Father, we come before you right now. We pray in Jesus' name that you would open our eyes to see, open our ears to hear, and that you would speak to each and every one of us, that you would convict us, you talk to us, that uh, you would encourage us, God, as we talk today about bouncing back and and we look in your word, I pray that you would change us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So this right here is what we all want. We all want comfort, right? Not necessarily this bean bag that I stole from 4640. You probably don't want to sit in this thing. It smells like teenagers and I have no idea what's growing on it. But... But this is what we want in life. We want things to be easy. We want them to be comfortable, right? I mean, in fact, in our Christian life, this is how we pray. God, would you make me comfortable? And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I don't actually ask God, God, make me comfortable. But what, what do your prayers sound like? I mean, let's be honest. For so many of us, we pray, it's like, God, I just pray that, that I'd never get sick. I pray that my, my kids would never get in trouble. I pray that you give me more money and I pray that we'd have the house and the, the 2.3 kids and the dog in the yard that never makes a mess in the house. And and God, I I, I pray that I get um, the vehicles that we want. And you know, it's like I'm, I, I'm at that age now where I think we should probably be driving luxury vehicles so I want a BMW, nothing less than a 5 Series, God. You know, I just, uh, it's hot, so I need my air conditioning to work and I need like, and we pray and we're always asking God, make things easier. God, I pray that my kids wouldn't get in any sort of trouble. And God, I pray that my, my, my spouse wouldn't frustrate me. And I pray that my, my boss wouldn't bug me at work. And I pray that I wouldn't run into any sort of problems. And should we be praying like this? Well, yes. Because the Bible says like, you do not have because you do not ask God. So if you want a good life and an abundant life, if you want the John ten ten life where he says, I came to give you life and life to the fullest, these are things that we should ask for, right? But there's a problem with this and there's a confusion that so many of us Christians have is we pray for a life of ease. Oh, God, I, I'm following you now, so would you just make everything easy? Would you bring the perfect man into my life? And, and then you realize when the, the man comes into your life that he is just as jacked up as all the other dudes that you've ever met. Would you bring the perfect job in my life? And then you realize that at that job, you actually have to work with people. Like, would you bring kids into my life? And you realize that, man, kids come with diapers. <laughs> and those are expensive and stinky. And it's like, so we pray, God give me comfort. And the problem with that is that Jesus says that in this world, you will have trouble. Isn't that what he said? So it's like, we're praying, God give me a big comfy beanbag chair to sit in. he's like, hey guys, in this world, you ain't getting no beanbag chair. So like I know you want comfort and I know you just want everything to be easy and all that, but, but you, what you need to know about this world so you're not taken like by surprise, don't be shocked by this. It's not gonna be easy. It's not gonna be comfortable. You're gonna, be, you're gonna have to get up and go to work when you don't want to. You're gonna have to love your spouse when you don't want to. You're gonna have to love and feed your kids when they're driving you insane. You're gonna have to discipline yourself even when you don't want it. It's not a big, easy beanbag chair. In this world, you're gonna have trouble. And man, you start to realize that, yeah, in life, that's what I'm dealing with. I'm dealing with trouble. And I'm frustrated. Why am I frustrated? I'm frustrated because the very areas of my life that I'm praying that I would be comfortable are the very areas that I'm the least comfortable and I'm the most frustrated. So it's like, God, give me favor at my job so I can sit back and they send me a check and I'm just like, sit back at my desk and chill all day long and never have to deal with people. I know I deal in customer service, but I don't wanna have to deal with people anymore. And I just pray that I'd have enough money. You know what, would you, would you send my, my boss in here to give me a raise and tell me, you know what, why don't you take a vacation? Here's a bonus to send you to Hawaii. and let, let. And then what happens? is we go through difficulty. In this world, you'll have trouble. This is why people quit things. I'm so frustrated, it's why people quit churches because I expected once I started church, everything was gonna be easy at church and when everyone was gonna get along and I was gonna have no drama. And then I realized that I'm sitting next to people that are just as screwed up as me and that's why they're at church too. So it's like I'm in a room full of other jacked up people that need God. So they offended me, they hurt my feelings, they didn't get along, that person didn't smile at me, and we're all thinking me, 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 while they're thinking me, 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 and you have no idea that they're thinking about the fact that they just lost a loved one, and and they don't know how they're gonna pay their bills this next month, and there's all these difficulties going on, it's like, well, this isn't as easy as I thought it was, I'm just, just, I've tried church, and it's not easy. I tried following Jesus, and it's not easy. Ask Peter. He's like, I got you, God, I'm ride or die, baby. I'm there. Who was the first one to cower out? Because it's hard. That's why people quit on marriages. It's like the honeymoon phase goes, and it's over now. And it's like, now it's the difficulty. It's the day in, it's the day out, and it's hard. And, and we pray that, that we would have a good life and what ends up happening so much is when we quit and we fall into a place of comfort is so many of us end up going backwards. We fail, we make mistakes, we go back to old patterns and old sins, and and here's the truth: a lot of us we can look at our lives and we can point at consequence as, as circumstances. I'm sorry that causes the consequences that we're in, and we think uh, the reason why I'm going through a difficulty is because of this circumstance. But here's the sad truth that I can admit about myself, and I think that most of us in this room can be humble enough and admit about ourselves: is most of the problems that I've dealt with in my life, and most of the the failures that I've dealt with in my life weren't caused by a circumstance, they were caused by me. And that's something that we gotta recognize because you go, wait a minute, pastor, we just read where, where it said that, that Satan wanted to sift Peter as wheat. So isn't it Satan's fault that Peter made it? No, 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 no. Satan wanted to tempt and pull Peter away, but whose decision was it to deny Jesus? So we're tempted and we're struggling and we have spiritual battles that we deal with in life and we have generational curses that we deal with and have to overcome and break by the power of Jesus' blood. But who makes the decisions for our life? Man, I, I made my own decisions. I got my own self into this mess. So we fall sometimes and And I love what what Jesus said because so many of us, we remember the part of the scripture where Jesus said, okay, you're gonna deny me, Peter, before the rooster crows in the morning. Three times you're gonna deny me. You're gonna be so scared to a little girl. You're gonna deny me because you're afraid of what the little girl would think of you. Like you're you're gonna deny me, Peter. We remember that. But the encouraging part and what I hope that you will take home, and this is what God has laid on my heart for you today, is this. It's what's been an encouragement to me is this. It's what Jesus says. He says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to assist each of you like wheat, but I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. Now, catch this, read it with me. So, when you have repented and turned to me again, Jesus is talking about the future in, in Peter's life. He's saying, Simon, When you have repented and turned to me again, what does this mean? This means that Jesus fully believed that since Peter belonged to him, that he trusted him enough and he put faith in the fact that Peter was gonna turn back to him. I know you're gonna fail, but you're gonna come back to me. Brothers and sisters, hear me on this. Church family, fellowship church, listen online. Whoever is hearing my voice, what you need to know is this. God has faith in you. God believes that though you will fall, you will return to him. Though you will fail, you will come back to him. He says, when you have repented, what does that mean? It means a changing of your mind. When you have repented and turned back to me, then strengthen your brothers So he's going, once you've gone through the difficulties that you will go through in life, now take that, that once you've returned to me, take that and encourage other people with it. You've gone through addiction. You've gone through a divorce. You've gone through alcoholism. You've gone through pornography. You've gone through the loss of a loved one. You've gone through these things. He says, so you, you fell away. You made a mistake. Now that you've done that, use that to encourage and strengthen other people. And I think some of you need to hear that because you're thinking, I feel so far from God. I feel like, like, like he must be angry with me because I've sinned, I've slipped, I've gone back, I've I, I failed, I, I need, I, I need a, to, to return, I need to bounce back. But he's, he's, he's waiting here going, I have full faith in the fact that you're gonna return to me. See, you realize that God designed you to bounce back, that each and every one of you, you're like this bouncy ball. You're, you're green and round. <laughs> it's like, and this is what we tend to do in life, and this is, this is what we need to understand. You go, where are you going with this, Pastor? I'm gonna back this up with scripture in a minute, so just go with me for a second. But what would we do is, is we pray for things to be easy, right? We want to be comfortable. So when we fall in life, we fall to the level of our comfort. See, no one ever rises to the level of your intentions. You always fall to the level of your habits. And if your habit is to find comfort in life, then what we do is we think, if I can just get enough money to be comfortable, and then we fall into the category of going, I'm gonna just settle with, with trying to just get by, and we get stuck at a certain level in life. And or, or we think if if I can just if I can just be comfortable and get through the week without fighting with my spouse. So that's what I want. A week without fighting with my spouse. We then fall into a level of comfort and we get stuck there. And we just settle. And see, we were designed for a bounce back. We were designed to be propelled forward. We were designed to move forward. But, but if all I'm doing is I'm trying to just get comfortable, if I could just get the job, where I could kick my feet up on the weekends, we get to a place of complacency and we never use our gifts and we never serve and we never love the way that we need to because after all, I'm just trying to be comfortable. And opportunities come our way and many times opportunities come Disguised as inconvenience, and we never take the opportunities, and we never move forward in life because because we 're stuck, I fell into this place of comfort uh, and is comfort wrong? Well, I, I think we look we look at Jesus and we recognize that that what Jesus did for you and I is he denied himself the comfort of being able to be rescued and he faced the hard, he faced the difficult, he faced the cross so that you and I could have resurrected power in our lives. The same spirit that resurrected Christ Jesus from the d- grave, it lives in you and I. So what does that mean? Is like if we're going through our life and all we're trying to do is accomplish a little bit of comfort for ourselves, we can end up going through life stuck, going, I don't know where I I'm not getting anywhere. How come everyone else seems to be moving forward? Everyone else's marriage seems to be working. Everyone else's finances is getting better. And we're stuck. And then what happens is we try to do something in our lives that's good and we find ourselves sitting in a hard place. Like, I wonder if you would, with me again, how many of you just raised your hands that you've gone through a difficult season or you're going through a difficult season right now? It could be disheartening, right? Because we hope that we will be comforted. We hope that we'll be comfortable. The Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. So when we find ourselves in a place where it's like, oh, that's not comfortable. That doesn't feel good. This isn't working. I tried the church thing I tried having friends. They just hurt my feelings. They drive me nuts. People bugging me. People, I can't, you can't trust people. And we go through hard times and it's like, so we go back and we fall back into that old sin, that old pattern. Maybe you're going through a difficulty that is circumstantial and you're going through a difficulty of there's, health issues going on and you keep getting diagnoses that are not the same diagnosis you're praying for that you you're having problems in your marriage you're having problems in your finances whatever it is maybe there's something going on emotionally in your life where in, in your mental health and you're dealing with depression and anxiety and there's a, there's hard things that happen in life So I want comfort, but I'm not getting comfort when I'm getting this hard. This is what the Bible says about it, and this is why I can tell you that I'm not just making stuff up with this bouncy ball. Let me read to you out of James what James says. He says in James chapter one, verse two, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. If you've ever read this before, you're like, what? I'm supposed to be happy? When i go through hard stuff i'm supposed to be happy when i go through difficult stuff i'm supposed to be happy when my kids get in trouble oh what it's like consider pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith will produce perseverance so the hard thing that you face is going to propel you to another level let your perseverance finish this work so that you may be put mature and complete not lacking anything. What is James saying? Apparently James is saying that you as Christ followers were designed by God to bounce back. That when you faced hard situations and difficult situations in life, you were designed to come back from those hard situations and come to a whole nother level. That God takes those difficult situations. Am I saying he creates them? No. I'm saying God takes those hard situations and when he allows you to be put into him, he fully expects you to be propelled, propelled to a complete another level in your life. Almost fell off the stage. So we go into life like, God, I just want to be comfortable. And we wonder, why am I not getting anywhere? And then we face difficult situations. In the middle of that difficult situation, I don't know why I'm going through this difficulty. And God is saying, because I'm trying to get you to a whole nother level. Who am I going to hit with that? Where's it going? My baby caught it. Thank you, girl. Yeah, I got you. (laughs) But do you realize you were made to bounce back? Like, but I failed again. I got on that website again. And we tend to just sit down. The Bible says that the righteous falls seven times, but you know what, he gets up every time. That, that God designed you to get back up again. And not to just get back up again with your head down, like, I'm just happy to be in the room. I'm happy to have just made it, no, to recognize what he did for you on the cross. He paid the price for your sins to give you righteousness, to give you right standing with him. So there there is no condemnation for you anymore. There is no bondage to sin anymore. There is no control from the enemy anymore. Your mind can be free. Your spirit can be free. You can be set free because of what Jesus did. So when you fall, you need a bounce back. And maybe you were passionate when you were a new Christian and a new believer, and you're like, I'm on fire, I love Jesus, I wanna be in his presence, and now Sundays are just another Sunday. What you need is you need to allow that hard place that you're in emotionally to cause you to bounce back. I lost my ball again. Because we are made for a bounce back. Like, how do I bounce back from this? You don't know what I did. How do I bounce back from this? You don't know like how long I've just been going through the motions and how long I've been depressed. How do I bounce back from this? Well, this is what Jesus says to the church in the book of Revelation. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. What did you do at first as a new believer? When you recognized that Jesus paid the price for your sins, what did you do? You You were passionate. For some of you, you were even a little crazy. You're like, I just love him. He's good. He's, he's, he's got our back. He's gonna, he's gonna go before us. He's gonna make a way. He, he could heal me. He can move forward. I'm, I just gotta worship him. It doesn't even matter what you think about me. And you're telling other people about him. You're like, I gotta get my Bible and I gotta read my Bible. And I love him. I love him. I love him. I love him. And the, he, what is Jesus saying? He's saying you've fallen because you've gotten to a place where you stopped doing the things you did in the beginning. Think about it like a marriage. She makes the comparison of a marriage. It's like, if you're loving on your spouse in the beginning and over time you just kind of get bored with it and you stop loving on them, is your relationship gonna move forward? No, it's gonna coast downhill. It's gonna slide backwards. So go back to that thing you did at first. I wanna ask every person in this room to stand to your feet with me because when, when, when you need a bounce back, you gotta go back to where you were at first, a place of worship, of repentance. God, I'm sorry, I I recognize how far I've fallen and I pray that you would propel me forward by your grace. And I just wanna worship you, I just wanna thank you. So. With no one looking around, I just wanna pray for you right now and then we're gonna take the rest of this worship service and we are gonna worship the God of the bounce back. We're gonna worship the God who loves us even though we've fallen, even though we've sinned, even though we've become complacent. So every one of you that just raised your hand a minute ago that, that you need to bounce back, put your hand up in the air and let's pray together right now. Heavenly Father, I pray and we repent in Jesus' name. We pray that you'd forgive us of our sins, forgive us for falling away, forgive us for losing our passion, forgive us for losing our, our love, forgive us for going back to old ways. And we wanna return to you, God. We're sorry that we've been looking for comfort where we should have been looking for you. But God, you're not necessarily just in a place of comfort, but you're also in the hard places and you wanna use those hard places to bless us, to propel us forward. So God, we worship you now. We ask you to meet with us now. We pray that right now you would begin doing your work in healing people's hearts now and changing us and turning us around as we worship you in this place today. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Let's worship Him together. eyes with no one looking around I'm just curious how many of you would say I need a bounce back right now I I, I've been in a hard season and I need a do-over and here's what I know a lot like me I know some of you you need to bounce back from circumstances that you're facing there's a lot of you like me you need to bounce back from your own decisions that you've made And and I know what goes along with that is the enemy tries to bring guilt and shame. He tries to bring condemnation and tell you you don't deserve to bounce back. But here's the truth from God is the punishment that you deserve has been paid by Jesus Christ. So when God looks at you, he doesn't see your sin. He sees the righteousness of Christ. So he looks at you and he wonders, why are you sitting in a bag of comfort when you could be propelled to another level? Don't get down in the mud and sit here and go, well, I'm comfortable in this place. No, he wants you at another level. That's why you feel discontent right now. That's why you feel like you're not accomplishing what you should be accomplishing right now is because you are never meant to stay stuck in comfort. You were meant to move through the hard places and be used by God on another level. He wants to propel you forward, brothers and sisters. So what I wanna do right now is I wanna ask all of our prayer team, our prayer counselors to come forward to this side of the auditorium. They're gonna stand in front of the stage facing outward and these men and women um, are our our staff and volunteers who have been trained and want to pray with you. And, And here's the thing. I didn't do this to trick you, but I did this to help you. You already raised your hand a minute ago and said, I need to bounce back. I need some change in my life. I need need to come back. The Spirit of God is in this room. And the Bible says when two or more gather in his name, he will be with us. And I want to give you an opportunity right now. And I ask for the chance and the opportunity to pray for you. That, that you would just come down even if you got to stand in line for the whole rest of the service, that you would come down. If you raised your hand, I need to bounce back. Come down here and let God move in your life. Let God take the hard decisions and the hard consequences that you've been going through that hard place to propel you to another level and this is what I'm going to do so you're not just sitting back hesitant waiting I'm going to count to three and on the count of three our band is going to start singing the next worship song and we are going to worship and sing along and those of you that raise your hand are going to take your foot and you're going to move it on the count of three and come down and be prayed over so one our heavenly father is in this room and wants to change you two This could be your bounce back three. Get moving right now and let's pray together and let's worship our God.
3: I search the
1: a God who can take your failure and turn it into a bounce back he can take the parts of your life that have died and turn it into a beautiful growth again would you pray with me today Heavenly Father we thank you that that you sent Jesus and Jesus you didn't you didn't avoid the difficult you didn't avoid the hard and subtle for the comfort but for us You faced the cross and you faced the suffering and you faced the pain so that we could live a resurrected life through you raising again, God. We thank you that you shed your blood for us. And we thank you that you designed us to bounce back when we fail. And where we don't belong to the enemy, so where the enemy wants to keep us down and the enemy wants to hold us back and the enemy wants to keep us condemned, we thank you that we don't belong to him and we thank you that we have freedom in you because of your blood. So I pray right now for each person hearing my voice, even at home or driving in their car right now, that God, you would set us free and you would propel us to new levels in where we have thought we've been stuck in life because it's been difficult. We want to we ask that you would open our eyes so we could see it different and recognize that you are with us in the difficult and you could use the difficult to propel us to a new level. So Jesus, we pray that you would take our lives and be glorified by our lives, that you would use us, that you would be blessed with us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. If you serve a great God, then let's give him a great praise today. Praise Church, it's time for your bounce back. I love you. I'm so thankful that you came out and worshiped with us today. And I hope that you go and have a wonderful day. I want to thank all of you for joining with us online. If you have any questions or want any more information from us, please text the word fellowship to nine four zero zero zero. That's the word fellowship to 94000. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You can do that right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord, that you died on the cross for my sins, and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my savior, and to guide my life, to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name, amen. If you just prayed this prayer for the first time, we would love to celebrate with you. Please text heaven to 94,000 to get in contact with our staff where we can answer any questions you may have. Also, if you're in need of prayer, we would love to support you. You can submit your prayer request by texting prayer support to 94,000. Our prayer team will receive your request and immediately start covering you. If this was your first time experiencing Fellowship Church, or if you want to learn more about one of our many ministries, you can text fellowship to 94,000 to connect with our staff. As always, we are still just a phone call away. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY with any questions. Thanks again, and we hope to see you next week in person or online.